Welcome to Connect, the weekly podcast of the California MBA featuring one-on-one interviews with movers and shakers in the mortgage industry. I'm Susan Malazzo, CEO of the California MBA, and I'm very happy that you can join us today. Before I get to today's guest, I'd like to thank our 2023 President's Council sponsors. Now, these are a handful of companies that provide an incredible amount of financial support for the organization um, to help us ensure that we remain very strong advocates for the real estate finance industry in California and, of course, supporting our advocacy efforts here. So I'd like to thank our President's Council's um, companies this year, which include Amerihome, ArchMI, Consolidated Analytics, Funding Shield. Guild Mortgage, Incelerate, Rocket Mortgage, and Western Alliance Bank. Thank you all for your support in 2023. And uh, that brings us to today's guest, uh, Chuck Iverson, president of Mason McDuffie. Chuck, welcome. Thank you so much, Susan, for having me. And I know you've been very generous with your time. You've been a guest on Connect before, so thank you. Uh, I wanted to kind of jump uh, jump right into it. You know, we're in the... Uh, what we're as, as we're recording this, ending the first quarter of 2023, uh, it's proven to be a harder year in the mortgage industry than we've seen in some time. But gosh, Mason McDuffie's growing, which is incredible. So congratulations to that. But is growth difficult uh, in a market like this? Uh, well, I guess you have to define what is growth. You know, there's there's growth in revenue, there's growth in production. Or there's growth in your, I guess, the underlying structure of your business, and um, you know what your strategy is. Um, really, is is a is a result of what what the capital base you have to work with is. Um, and so, growing sales or revenue in this market is virtually impossible. But if you are in a position with the right capital and the right model. Um, you can go out and attract and grow your sales force for sure, which is what we're doing. And uh, and therefore, you know, as the market recovers, be a stronger company, you know, because those salespeople will will produce revenue for you, whether that's in, in TPO or on, on uh, in the retail sector. But uh, for us, it's been beneficial. Um, there's been a flight to quality and strength and been disruption in, in many, many um, other retail companies, large retail companies, and so from that we've we've been nimble uh, and able to adopt to the, to those folks' needs, and uh, you know, really kind of reinventing our company and taking it. Um, I look at it as a as a platform for originators, platform as a service is what we call it, and so we're just growing that model, uh, and very blessed to have the opportunity to do so. Well, it's incredible, and congratulations to you uh, leading uh, leading that effort. Uh, you know, being a leader in hot markets, uh, of course, is much different than the challenging market we see ourselves in today. What are some of the leadership values that companies, um, you know, should embrace in a year like this? Uh, humility is kind of top of the list, I think. <laughs> you know? um, and I, with my old uh, boss and at Sierra Pacific, Jim Cafrini, we used to laugh, you know, when, when interest rates were low, we'd go, well, we're really smart this year. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's right. 
know, that just uh, it, it's kind of how it is. So you have to have humility, but it takes you know a grit and resolve, um, being forthright, you know, uh, open with with people, talent like it is with you know with it within the parameters of professionalism, right? Because you know people want to know where they stand and what the what's what's happening with your organization and, and of course their livelihoods you know so that's that's really important i think you know i talked a little bit about strategy and you know strategy is dependent on what your resources are so your capital base i mean you may only have the option of hunkering down or maybe you hunker down and you grow you know whatever resources you have you have you can't um, not take that into account so yeah it takes a certain level of of being strategic and you know many companies um, are are looking for the silver lining in the market, and I think that's always uh, you know always important. I'm a big fan of a, of a book called The Obstacle Is the Way, and so you know in that you're always seeing what's the what's the silver lining for us? It's growth of Salesforce. For other people, it's technology adoption and efficiency, so they then when the market recovers, they can scale. You know, so there, there's always something that you can do out there, um, and um, you know, and always you have to have, you know, a great management leadership team to execute. Right, right. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I was, you know, had a conversation the other day with a, a lender. You know, has been doing this for a long time, and boy, these uh, people that have only been in the market, been in the business for like ten years, they're they don't know what's happening. They think, you know, the world's coming to an end. Like. Well, this does happen. I mean, you, you know, you probably haven't experienced yeah. it, but you know, it's a challenging time. And you, you know, like you say, you need to, you know, pick your strategy and and stick to that. Yeah. Well, it's you know, it, it's no matter whether you've been through it multiple times or it's your first time, it's still uh, it's like jumping in the ocean when it's 50 degrees. You know, you can mentally understand that it's going to be super cold. But there's nothing like when that wave washes over you. You know. And when you're in the capital markets business, you know, extreme volatility is part of it, black swan events. And, you know, we, you know, most, most leaders in the industry try to really be good stewards and take care of their people and, and, you know, practice good management practices. But unfortunately, you know, when your revenue drops by 80% or you have a black swan event or whatever you want to call some of these extreme markets, you know, a lot of that goes out the window because it's, it's, it's complete survival mode, you know. So, you know, you just do your best. You try to be, uh, you know, uh, retain your resources, be open with your folks, uh, treat everyone with, you know, compassion and professionalism, but also be resolved to do what's necessary to keep the, uh, the organization going. I love the message behind you. Work hard and be nice to people. Everybody should do that. <laughs> We'd all be better off. <laughs> I, I think most people do. And most people want to be part of that, that culture. You know, Chuck, you've had a long uh, career in financial services. What advice would you give somebody that's new, a newer entrant to the market? Yeah. I, you know, when you uh, shared this question with me, I, I thought about it. And I think it starts with, understanding yourself a little bit like like what's your what do you like you know um you know some people are um like i i wanted to get into management i honestly don't know why but it was the right move for me right and i um you know so i set those goals out for myself some people really don't want that they just want to make a difference in different ways project management or 
performing their their roles that is more of an independent role being part of a team, whether it's in operations or like my marketing team here. So you you know I think you have to understand how you're wired and what you want to do. And once you do that, then I think you need to invest in yourself. And you know there's never been a time where information and the opportunity to improve yourself has been uh, more readily available or more inexpensive. And so, you know, you have to be committed to yourself and to invest in yourself. And the way I looked at it when I got into this business, I, uh, I was in what was what, what tech that was in the 80s, and then I had an opportunity to get into this. I realized I was getting, I, I viewed it like I was getting my graduate degree in mortgage banking and I was getting a salary to do it. So I think it's, a, you know, whether you're, you view it like I'm getting my degree in mortgage banking or I'm getting my grad or my PhD, whatever it is, and, and whatever discipline, I think you just have to continue to invest in your education, ask for feedback, look to make a difference, and, and, and work hard, of course. And be nice to people, that's very <laughs> Gotta get that. Great advice, great advice for sure. You know, speaking of when, you know, you started in the mortgage industry, when you started, there was, you know, very little technology in the mortgage space. And of course, now we're in an era where technology is key to, uh, you know, to the mortgage industry. What areas will be the highest priority for technology adoption for your company this year? Um, you know, that was, a, that was another uh, good question for us, you know, and we're evaluating, uh, you know, a few different paths to go down on that. You know, there's been an explosion of lender partners, technology partners, vendors around, uh, you know, document imaging, OCR, uh, grabbing source data, and then taking that data and, and kind of teeing it up, either populating your LOS or creating, you know, like underwriter toolkits so it's easier to validate uh, those findings and get the data into the right place. So there's a lot of promise there. And I look at that all the way from file intake through, you know, post-closing. Um, so that's it's an area of high interest, but I've also, it, it's an area that there's been a, a lot of uh, failed implementations or, or less than stellar results on it right now. So, but you, you know it's going to happen. It's just a matter of who's going to do it. And there's, there's, you know, I think there's, I don't know, maybe 20 technology providers doing that from big companies to startups. So that's an area of, of focus. Uh, you know, we're looking at some front-end technology to make our salespeople's lives more efficient and better. Um, you know, th those are probably the two biggest things for us. I think a lot of other lenders, you know, again, back to what I was talking about, where it's like an efficiency optimization play, so that when they the business does return, they can scale up in a more efficient manner. So, you know, those are those are probably the hot buttons for the industry. Yeah, good, good, good observations. Uh, you know, speaking of technology, uh, you of course served as our inaugural chair for our Big Mortgage Innovators Conference uh, in 2019. Of course, that's coming up this year, June 14th and 15th in Anaheim. Uh, what can you share with listeners about um, the value of that event and what we're trying to put out there for the industry? Yeah, you know, when we first uh, had the opportunity to create the event, I think. One of the keys was we took a broader viewpoint um, than just a technology conference. You know, the, the word innovation was, was put in there, and you know, innovation is ideas. Of course, technology is is one of the underlying implementation or one of the underlying uh, 
important tenets of it, but there's process and there's there's all kinds of things that go into innovation. Uh, the other thing that I think we took a broader viewpoint on than, than maybe other technology conferences was we really looked at the front end as well too, you know, the engagement with consumers and marketing technology and, you know, different ways of <clears throat> getting folks, you know, to your door. Um, as well as the back end of it. So we've taken a, a much broader viewpoint, I think, than other technology conferences. Um, so that's a that's a key difference differentiator. So you can really, you know, look and find different tracks and different areas of, to focus on for your business from start to finish. And then the other piece that is really the key differentiator is we have focused. Um, you know, then and now, and, and maybe you can talk about what we're doing this year a little bit, on lender affordability. You know, it's a conference for lenders, but the value to our sponsors and to the technology partners that 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 come there is the fact that we do have a lot of lenders, and that's why they're at these conferences, you know. So we are uh, committed to driving, you know, a large audience uh, at these conferences and making it very affordable for them to come and that way, you know, our vendors and our sponsors get a lot more value. I think we've always wanted to curate the content really well as, as well as the sponsors to make sure that we believe in the folks that we're partnering with at that conference. And, um, you know, out of all that, just, just it's just a true quality event. Yeah, thank you. And thanks for your leadership and getting that started. We are, uh, you, you make a good point. We have, because we're a nonprofit that, you know, benefits and serves the mortgage banking industry in California. From the beginning, when we and I first started talking about this, we wanted to make it very affordable for lenders to come. Given the market in 2023, we're actually making it free for our members to come. So our lender members are getting free passes, multiple free passes to come. And uh, we'll be doing some great promotions for other lenders um, across the country to really come out and join us. So um, June 14th and 15th in Anaheim, look forward to uh, having everybody join us there. And of course, for kind of the, the life cycle of the loan technology that you were referring to, Chuck, that we do focus on at the conference, Lenders can also visit mortgageinnovators.com throughout the year, and that is, um, you know, our um, our project that we started uh, in 2020 to um, provide a technology resource for lenders um, throughout the year. So mortgageinnovators.com is another great resource that we've got going. So we're yeah. we're proud of our our uh, our mortgage innovators brand for sure. Yep, it's been great. And Chuck, you are, uh, of course, a member of my board of directors, uh, have been um, a leader with the California MBA for some time, encouraged a lot of companies to uh, to support what it is that we do. Uh, can you share with our listeners why it's important to support the California MBA? Well, there's a lot of um, ideas um, that are, are floated about regulation and how things should be controlled and, you know, this, this this current banking environment is, is a good example of that. And, you know, while I believe it's always well-intended regulation, I sometimes don't think that everyone understands the impact and how it can actually reduce access to, to, uh, to uh, lending. And so we have to be engaged, especially in this state, with our regulators and with our legislators to make and craft intelligent regulation. 
So uh, I don't think I would ever argue that we don't need regulation because it's back to the to the wild days of you know the beginning of the 1900s. You know where there's a lot of uh, a lot of problems. So. Um, but you can go too far with this, and then you can have well-meaning legislation that just, you know, drives drives companies away from lending in California. And you know, since we control about 25% of the mortgage market, uh, you know, this is a very influential state in national policy and other state legislations, uh, legislative policy. So it's really crucial crucial for me to be part of that. And I've seen, you know, how um, you know, we've got excellent lobbyists and we'll dive in with regulators to educate them and it'll modify legislation so it's much more um, on target for the intended effects. Great, thank you. Yeah, advocacy is cornerstone of what we do at the California MBA. So thanks for, uh, thanks for uh, your support over the years, Chuck. And thanks for being on Connect again. I really appreciate it. Anytime, look forward to it. And thanks to all of you for joining us on today's Connect. Uh, to access any of our past episodes, you can follow us on our YouTube channel. We're also available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. That's it for this week, and we'll see you next time on Connect.